Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck, four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. It's time for the Midwest Outdoors with Fred Ramsey and Mark Tobin. Brought to you by Reed Chevrolet, the Hearing Connection in St. Joe, the Sports Medicine Store, and Sportsman's Outfitters and Marine. Now here are Fred Ramsey and Mark Tobin. Good, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Lost my voice. <laughs> I'm getting old. Quit pointing fingers at me. Not nice. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition. Of the Midwest Outdoors. Tickle to death to be with you this Saturday and every Saturday. Seems like about the same time. We we make it stumbling in here. Mark, I've got a birthday coming up Tuesday. You do? Yes, I do. I'll be 72 years old. I've got one coming up next Saturday. Do you really? (laughs) No wonder I like you so much. I'll be 65. Really? Mm, that's all right. Damn, I forgot that our old. I forgot yeah. our birthdays were that close together. I did too. You know what I want for my birthday? No. A pair of socks, some clean underwear, and an oil filter. An oil filter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does that sound fair to you guys? So you guys, I know you're worried about what to get me. Well, I mean, for the guy that has everything, yeah, you know, oil filter. I don't care what it fits, what car, I'll just go out and buy the car to match it. But <laughs> the hey, you know. What are you going to do for your birthday dinner? Uh, we're having chocolate cake, and the family's coming over having pizza. And we'll go out in the backyard and shoot the guns up in the air. And then we've got some tannerite. We'll shoot it off in the oh, backyard, fun. blow up a hole. You know, just sa- same thing every year. <laughs> I'm I'm grilling alligator. Okay. <clears throat> That's different. <laughs> alligator. And... I wanted to try to get a whole alligator, but they're pretty pretty hard to find right now. But so I'm getting boneless tails, and at least I, I understand most of the meat comes out of the tail. Yeah, that's what. So you're I'm anyway. gonna gonna give that a try and, and do some frog legs with it. Huh. Mr. Thompson, what are you going to be doing for your birthday? It's coming right, right up too. Yeah, in December. December, oh. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Time goes by. Time yeah. goes by. At my age, I just go to work if it's during the week. You put any hubcaps on Ford this week? Uh, no, we don't. Uh, <laughs> you're telling your age now. I'm not sure of a vehicle that has a hubcap yeah, anymore. Yeah. Well, I figured that's what you do all day, eight hours a day. No, I drive a forklift and forklift. ten hours a day. Thank you. Ten hours a day. Ten hours a day. Huh. That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a hard time finding people to work down at the Ford plant? <laughs> well, about half of them do. Huh. <laughs> hey, what's the Sportsman's Open? The uh, Open Season Sportsman's Expo coming back to Kansas City for the cool. second year. This is over at the Overland Park Convention Center. Coming in two weeks from yesterday. It'll be here March 10th, 11th, and 12th. So put that on, on your calendars, everybody out there. Uh, they're going to have people like, you remember uh, Byron Ferguson, the trick oh, shot? Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, that's worth the the, co- the oh, price of admission right there. That guy is just absolutely amazing. Can't do that. No, I know, right? And he does it. Yeah, it's quite a show. So, yeah. I mean... If nothing else, go out there just to see him. But uh, they've all, there's got to be so many things there. They've got a wild game, an outdoor cooking professional. Um, uh, he's he's going to be showing you how to do 
uh, all kinds of outdoor game, wild game, and, and cooking. Um, Montana Max is his name. Uh, that'll be worth worth it too. But you know, there's going to be over 90 booths and wow. vendors out there to go visit with. So wow. great time to get out there and and uh, get some deals on things and make uh, uh, plan some trips and mm-hmm. and uh, just go and enjoy the outdoor world out there. It's uh, again, it's March 10th, 11th, and 12th. You can buy tickets online. Adults are ten dollars, and kids under 12 are free. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Now, wh- when's it start next? Next uh, uh, two week, week two, two weeks, weeks from yesterday. It opened ten o'clock, or, or do you know? Have any uh, idea? It's ten o'clock. Right? Ten o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah, we went last year. Oh, yeah, we met a lot of good people there. Last two oh. years. Oh yeah, it was just great. I met that mountain lion guy. That was the best conversation I've had in years. He just uh, got dogs and they three mountain lions in Montana. Oh, that's where we met our today's guest. Eddie, yeah, Eddie Salter. Salter. Yeah, yes, that's right. we sure did. Do you realize yes, that Eddie Salter has won the world? turkey calling championship twice no boy that's no small feat my goodness and that guy i mean he eats sleeps and drinks turkey and the national i think six times yeah it's unbelievable you know this guy is a living legend i I didn't think anybody was better than kelly kurtz but apparently there is oh i can tell you a lot of people better than kelly (laughs) (laughs) i got a story on kelly well i better not go there there Simmons Gun Repair is going to be out at the expo. Oh, cool! And you know, it's it's kind of hard to find people to repair guns anymore. Yeah. But Simmons is going to be there, so wow. we'll wow. go out and talk to them. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, that'd make my whole trip. I want to talk to those guys. Uh, Falco's going to be there, isn't he? Yeah, Joe's going to be there. With yeah, boats. he's going to be conducting uh, some uh, a roundtable discussion out there. It, oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, lots to see and lots of speakers. So good time cool. to be had. You know, uh, my boy got uh, with Reed Chevrolet and got a brand new Corvette last Saturday. Oh, goodness. are you kidding me? No, what color? White. Oh, nice. seriously? Yes. And I'm telling you what, you want a moment alone with that car? Oh, oh my gosh! Yes. Wow, it's orgasmic. Mid engine. Oh, you you can't believe it. He took his mother for a ride. I think it'll be the last time she ever rides with him. But <laughs> that thing is so so responsive. Woo. Put your hair back on your back, you know. They're good looking. Oh, my goodness. It's not very good for getting to your duck club, though. I've been talking to him about that. He said he will not drive down in there. (laughs) That's wise. And, and, you know, I think about, do you realize how hard it is to get one of those? I mean, you just can't go, you know, you're talking about a year down the road, two years maybe before you get one. And, of course, Trevin went to bat for him, the Reed family, and they got him one. Wow. And just uh, like nine months, eight months, something like that. But my goodness. Well, cool. That is the coolest concept car. I don't know if you call it concept, but it's the coolest car you ever saw, you know, in the deal. But that just, you know, I talk about Reed here as a sponsor. Why, why did he do that? I mean, he, and he, the, the price that he gave him, about blow your socks off, but they're just good people. You know, why, why, what the, you know, he's got to make a profit, like any business, except for the lawn business. You don't make profit in lawn <laughs> no. business. But uh, anyway, just awful nice. I mean, you know, it makes our seventh vehicle we bought from the Reed family. Seventh. Wow. And wow. I've tied that other guy I talked to in there. He's bought seven. I'll be darned. His family has. Uh, they're just the f- finest humans to walk the face. They're, we're going to get Trevin in here in March. Good. <clears throat> we're going to take you stone sheep hunting. Ooh. Oh, cool. He didn't get one. And he said it was the greatest hunt he'd ever been on. 
Yeah, he's not right. Yeah, I know that. I think that's from his military service. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and now, you know, he got one up in <clears throat> the unlimited area in Montana, which is impossible. You'd, you'd probably get hit by lightning before you'd ever Better. kill one of those in that because there's none in there. And he got one hmm. and yeah. the deal. And uh, I'm so proud of him. I mean, my goodness. You know, I had I walked out of there one time. They had an el- early elk season in a place called the Hell Roaring. And I went in there one time, and when I was coming back out of there, walking by myself, and there's two full coral rams bedded down on the side of a mountain. Oh, wow. And I got pictures of them. I didn't realize if I'd had a permit in my pocket, which was obtainable, over the counter at that time. No way. I could have shot one. <laughs> I was so basic. But then you wouldn't have seen one if you were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What the hey? You know. What's this deal about catching all these stripers? Or what's going on? Wipers? 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 Where at? Yeah, it was on Perry Lake. Perry. Uh, Toby Lewandowski from Absolute Fishing Guide Service. We had him on last week. Um, yeah, he was out fishing for crop, and he came across the flat and noticed some fish up shallow and threw up at them, and sure enough, they were wipers. And caught quite a few of them. And Drake is doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, he he has caught a few. But, you know, I'm, there's a mixed bag of reports out there right now. You know, we've got a, the water starting to warm up a little bit, and those crappie are starting to move off their winter patterns right mm-hmm. now. And that's a really tough time uh, to find the crappie. Oh, sure. And we're kind of in that right now. Other than Lake or uh, over at Truman, talking to Richard Bowling out there, um, He's still catching them the same places. In fact, he's been catching them in creek arms uh, anywhere from the mouth on halfway back into the creeks. And now he's three-fourths of the way to the back mm. and catching them in six to eight to 12 foot of water. They're staging. Yep. Starting to starting to move back there. It won't be long. It won't be long. It's going to happen fast. And it still hurts a, a few uh, reports of walleye being caught down below Truman Dam. Oh, no. Not tons of them, but there's some that are starting to show up now. In fact, I... Uh, I was talking uh, to Clint Hale. He's uh, in charge of the hatcheries in, mm-hmm. in Missouri now, and wanted to see what's going on uh, down at the Lost, uh, the Shepherd, or not the uh, the one out in Warsaw, the Lost Valley, Hidden Valley. Mm-hmm. Hidden Valley. Um, they, he's not real sure when they're going to start, but it's usually about the beginning to middle of February, or beginning of March, March to middle of March, when they go down there and and start shocking up the walleye so it's mm. it's right here it's that time you know, they're starting to move and the snagging season is just around the corner march 15th yeah march 15th isn't it yep yeah yeah just a couple of weeks and what will happen i, I every year i see it i see people that didn't winterize their boat they'll or didn't take care in. of it yeah. and they'll be being towed in that's yeah. right yeah so go to sportsman's outfitter do it now if go you haven't done it Joe. already yeah yeah. Um, he's uh, they they'll do a a thirty two point check on your boat. They go over everything with a fine tooth comb, and so you know you'll have all the confidence in the world when you get out to start that boat for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's going to start, and you're not going to have one of those. You know, you've been waiting all winter to get out there, and it just ruins your your whole spring. You get out there and have to be towed yeah. back in. So, Sportsman's After Marine, they're out in Belton. Uh, you know, I came down I twenty nine. It was dry. I didn't have any problem. My son was coming in from uh, downtown last night on I-70. They had to shut down. There were so many uh, vehicle accidents over there. It took him three hours to get through that. Why would you live in this town? <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm serious. I, I love I, you know, Kansas kinda... City. I love the Royals. I love the Chiefs. I love the people here. But it's just silly. Yeah, know? the traffic can. Traffic is absolutely 
asinine. Yeah, it, it can be a challenge. I saw a guy pass me on 435. I was leaving here at 8 o'clock in the morning, whatever we left. And a Dodge, black Dodge pickup went by me and hit the side of the rail and across oh, the interstate and about a month ago. It went by me about 100 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't understand it. Maybe Dodge was the first clue. Oh, the wheel fell it, off. No, it says Ram on the side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and, Dodge, and turn, Dodge has come a long way in that pickup truck. I'll tell you right now, they were doing really, really good. I got a buddy who bought a brand new one. Just loves it. Absolutely loves it. I'm talking yeah. about the traffic here in town, turn signals are optional. Yeah, yeah, some year. I'm so old, I just turn on my left turn signal and drive down the interstate. You know, <laughs> a, nobody, everybody just comes by and makes these weird gestures at me. <laughs> oh, well, what the hey. Hey, we got the, uh, tonight, I'll be at the uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation out at uh, Gia, which is formerly was Arrowhead, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's still it's Arrowhead. It's still Arrowhead. It's Arrowhead, Gia Stadium at Arrowhead or something yeah. crazy. We'll, we'll be there tonight with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Boy, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We'll giggle. Oh, my goodness. Giggle and laugh. You don't think of having whiskey there, do you? I don't know. I will tell you that, uh, surprisingly enough, they have 10 tickets left. And if you want to go to something pretty cool and mm-hmm. and get around with some people that uh, you know that love hunting and, and take care of the outdoors, this is the place yeah. to go tonight. All three of our listeners are coming. Yeah. Awesome. I'm hoping tonight that I ask them, and uh, may we get their autographs. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, Bill, you think he's down in the basement listening to us right now? Um, I'd bet money on it. Uh, Good wife, morning, Bill. Isn't that weird? His wife makes him go to the basement. <laughs> she must be mean. Well, don't you have a, a dad and son up up by you, that up by Bound City, that listen to you? And they go out and sit in truck and listen a lot of times. <laughs> They don't want anybody to know. (laughs) I have a great joke. I would love to tell on the air, but I think it's on that borderline. If you think it's borderline, then definitely definitely can't do it. No. (laughs) What about the lawn business? It's uh, we're getting ready to start up another year. We just uh, started putting uh, fertilizer and pre-emergent on last week, so it's working on your mowers, getting them ready. Yeah, we're ready to go. And if Uh, uh, you know anybody out there that. one thing that you should be doing to your lawn right now is cutting it down short. Cut down all, cut that brown off that's there right now. Uh, that does a couple of things. Number one, it exposes the soil. It warms up a little quicker so that grass comes out of dormancy and greens up a little quicker. Yeah. But the other thing I think even more important is that if you don't cut that brown off of there right now, then when you do start mowing, you cut back to that brown that's there now. So the lawn always looks better before you mow it than after you mow it. It looks mm-hmm. like you cut the color out of it. Yeah. So get them mowed down short. And that uh, usually requires having to bag it. That's, Do you hate grub worms? Oh, uh, yeah. With I a passion? Yes. So get up in the morning thinking about killing grubs? Grubs and moles. Moles? Yes. Hate I them. hate moles. Yeah. So if somebody them. doesn't want to do that themselves, how do they get a hold of you to do that? Yeah, you just uh, give Tobin us up. Lawn? Tobin Lawn. TobinLawn.com or uh, 816 Seven six five 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 six five. I highly recommend you, Mark. I'm going down a limb. <laughs> you know, you're we had Toby on. We're out of time. I want to talk about Toby a little bit. We're going to have Andrew come on and talk about the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. We are brought to you by the the Midwest Outdoors. Proud to have Altec Industries as a sponsor of our show. Altec is a leading supplier of products and services from all electrical, utility, telecommunications, contractor, lights, signs, and tree care market. 
that design, manufacture, and sell products to provide service for more than 100 countries throughout the world. On a personal note, I have friends who work for this company, and they love it. They treat their employees like friends and family. If you need a great career, look no farther. Currently, are looking for welders, assemblers, engineers, automotive painters, procurement analysis, material handlers, engineering technologists, and associates to work in their parts and distribution warehouse. This is great benefits. They include three weeks of paid vacation, yay, on-site medical facility, tuition reimbursement, $2 an hour for shift. Great company to work for. They're located in St. Joe, Missouri. For this information to go into this jobs, Altec, A-L-T-E-C dot com. That's jobs, Altec dot com. Love this company. Can't say enough good things about them. Got too many people working there. And this has been successful for them. We've uh, done a little marketing for them and advertising for them and They've got some clientele. One guy quit Ford and went up there, went to work. Can you imagine? I don't imagine? blame him. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's not a day goes by I don't see one of their trucks out. Yeah. Not a day. They're good company. They're everywhere. They treat, treat you like you're supposed to be treated. Yeah. You know. Kyle, we got to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we're going to have Andrew on, and we'll talk about the banquet coming up tonight, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. This is the Midwest Outdoors. I'm your host, Fred Ramsey, and here with Mr. Thompson, I might add, and Mark Tobin. <laughs> We'll be right back with you. I like that music. Yeah. Played for the Royals. Royals won one last night, didn't they? Lead off, walk off home run. Win the game. Who hit it? Do you know? Nobody. Prospect named Tucker Bradley. Oh, Tucker! Yeah, <clears throat> never heard of him. <laughs> but hey, hey, we're brought to you by Sure Ag for you farmers that listen. We have a ton of farmers that listen to the show. Uh, sure Ag is located in Savannah, Missouri, Osborne, Missouri, and Four City, Missouri, home of the Bobcats. They offer a broad selection of services for your farming operation, from fertilizer crop production. Chemicals and anhydrous, spreaders and sprayers, custom apply. These guys are the best. I've been using them for 15 years. Between the three of them, they have 115 years of experience. There's nobody like them. And they'll come right now and take a look at things and say, I suggest you do this, this, and this. And they're the straight shooters. They're the best people I know. Rich and all the guys up there in Paxton. Randy at Savannah, Jeff at Osborne. I can't say enough good things about these guys. Been using them 15 years. If they weren't good, I wouldn't use them. Pretty darn simple. And I love these guys. Sure Ag is the best. Again, they're located in Savannah, Osborne, Four City, Missouri. And you'll like doing business with these guys. Professional, as I say, professional on the deal. By the magic of the telephone. Oh, you guys, something else I need to mention real quick. There's 2 million snow geese on Squaw Creek. Is that right? If you want to go up there about 11 o'clock, noon, take your kids. I took my granddaughter up the other day and gave her a ride on tractor. Uh, you, you just can't believe what you're seeing. And I, I keep thinking one of these days it's going to go boom, and that'll be the end of it because some disease will surely get into them, which a lot of them got killed last year with avian flu. But there's so many of them. It is something spectacular to see. And you got the whole loop to drive around Squaw Creek, which is now called Lois Bluffs. And you, it, it'll be a great day. And then you go over to Paula's. 
I got to take you guys up to Paula's. I want to go. I keep thinking about that. After oh, that food is phenomenal. Uh, makes you hungry walking in the door. What's your go-to meal there? Tenderloin. I was going to ask if they had yeah. tenderloins. Oh, oh, I love tenderloins. Oh, great big tenderloins. <laughs> Anything you got. You know, Norbuse used to say, just whatever you got the most of. He'd eat anything. You seen any bald eagles up there on the on No, it's surprising. Really? We, we drove through there, saw two. Huh. During suck, duck season last year, I think it was 550 at one time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, wow. at one time. But there's, I don't know what's going on, but just not very many eagles around. I might be today, but uh, a few <laughs> days back, there was two. I saw two on the whole huh. refuge. Wow. They're probably is, fat and sleeping with yeah, all those birds I would think up so, there. You know. Had, uh, my buddy had a snow goose come out of the pool, walked across underneath the eagle sitting in a tree. And he was sitting there watching it, and, he, and the snow goose started walking west. And he went down the ditch and came back up to the side, and the eagle was just looking at him like, hmm. and he walked on by and went across the railroad tracks. And last week he saw him, he was walking back home and going west. <laughs> and that eagle never did get him. I'll be darned. I, I, I guess he was full. You know, just didn't, Obviously. Didn't want to. That was an easy meal right there. Yeah. Suicidal goose. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen them kill one of them snow geese? Not kill. I uh, well, I, I've seen them uh, get a wounded one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. And they yeah. could hoop down on them. You know, they don't oh, miss. No, uh, I know they're crazy. Oh. They, they Very break, efficient. Break their necks and eat them. groceries. I guess we're not supposed to say that on the air, are we? Why? Too late. Huh? Why? You're not supposed to eat meat, are you? Why? Well, uh, no, I didn't get the I memo. That time, the guy says you shouldn't eat meat. I didn't get the memo. You didn't get the memo? No. You're not supposed to hunt. You're not supposed to fish. You're not supposed to eat. Yeah. Well, I'm a so. vegetarian. I let the cattle uh. eat the grass, and then I eat the cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing cool. Hey, uh, tell us about the banquet tonight. Well, um, like I said last time, it's the Rocky Mountain Oak Foundation banquet. It's um, at GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, doors open at 5. Um, as of last night, we only have four tickets remaining, so I don't want to say we're sold out, but you'll be direct if you get online to buy tickets at rmef.org slash events, uh, you'll be directed to Liz, our ticket chair, and she'll take care of you, but she might say that we're sold out, so it's, um, pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a great turnout. Uh, we were a little nervous. Uh, the, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation does good work, don't they? I mean, tell. do you know anything about what they're doing with the funding right now? Um, just a little bit. Um, I can talk more about Kansas and Missouri. Um, they're really focusing efforts on restoring the elk herds in Kansas and Missouri. Um, this will be the third season for an elk hunt um, down in the – Oh, gosh. In the boot hill. Huh? So, yeah, yeah, the boot hill down yeah. there. Um, uh-huh. They are, gosh, I think they're batting a 1,000 for hunters going down there and wow. harvesting an elk. So uh, it's been really good. Uh, we actually have um, Aaron Hildreth from the Missouri Conservation Department will be there tonight and um, gives me a little Q&A. And he has a little presentation on, you know, the elk herd in Missouri and, um, and CWD. Cool. Hey, uh, what's some of the prizes? What can they win? What's being auctioned off? Well, um, we have a bunch of hunts. Um, like I said, last time we talked about the dove hunts to Argentina, mule deer hunt in Nebraska, elk hunt in Wyoming, uh, Manitoba bear hunt, uh, pheasant hunt uh, with Level Creek Outfitters here in Kansas, uh, Lake Michigan fishing trip, um, goose hunt, 
and two African safaris. Wow. So those are the big hunts. Unbelievable. Uh, Cool? We've got, um, I think, 15 uh, firearms to give away. Gee, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, eight calibers range from, you know, 7 millimeter rim mag, 300 rim mag, 308s. Uh, we have a 4570 uh, lever action from Henry. Got um, Browning Shields, Springfield, Kimber, Winchester, Bagara. So it's all sorts of. <laughs> Man. It, it's, it's not a gun bash, but it's pretty close to it. Yeah. And, of course, um, Overton's Archery in Lawrence, they donated the new Matthews Phase 4 bow. Oh, cool. So we'll have one of those. And, um, gosh, man, we got – there's just so much. Like, I could be on your yeah. show for four yeah. hours. Well, everything out. So. now, all, the the main thing, I think, is to a lot of our listeners where they can actually go look around in Arrowhead a little bit and, and maybe go – can they get to the locker room or not? Yeah, if you bought a tour, um, which there's a couple left, um, couple you left. get a, a guided stadium tour. It's about 45 minutes. I did it uh, last year. Uh, you go through like the trophy room and the Hall of Honor, and then you go to the locker room. I sat in the Holmes locker, Kelsey's locker. Cool. Um, uh, then you get to go out on the field, take pictures. Cool. So, you know what I what I was uh, uh, what I really liked about your old organization is if if you want to. Want, need a reference for a $25,000 or $40,000 elk hunt, you can come to you. If you want to do it by yourself, DYI, you all have information for that. Mm-hmm. You bet. Uh, that's, I mean, that's how I got started. Um, I'm a, I'll admit it, I'm a COVID hunter. So COVID came around and um, I was like, I want to try this big game hunting out. So I got, got in touch with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. They pointed me to a banquet. Um, ended up meeting my, a good friend, um, and hunting partner, so um, all my hunts have been DIY, uh, going out to Colorado, cool. Utah, Arizona. So, I mean, this has been a huge resource for me. Um, unfortunately, I have not been successful. It turns out elk hunting's hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yes, darn right it is. So now I'm ready to write that $45,000 check. Uh, don't tell my wife, though. Don't tell her. Um, Just she's money. she's one of our listeners, isn't she? Yeah. 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 It's just I'm money, sure and you can't take it with you. But, yeah, I need something to put on the wall. Yeah, you know, and here's another thing I know, too. Uh, I, uh, one of the directors who's now working for the Mueller Foundation, but he was telling me about they were buying up some easements that we couldn't, you know, the public wasn't granted to go across certain places of ground. And the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation said, here, here's some money. Let the tourists come in here. And well, I tell you what, they're, they're a good organization, and you know, they're, they're, I can't yep. say enough good things about them. So, no, they're a fantastic organization. It's just not, you know, raise money and you know have a huge bank to, you know, just to tote around how much money they raise. They actually put their money where their mouth is. And, exactly. Uh, access um, research for the elk herds, growing them. I mean, the what they did in Missouri, and then now I saw Tennessee. They're restoring an elk herd. So and. Wisconsin, they just restored another elk herd. So, you know, they're really trying to bring elk back to their historic range, which is pretty much almost a lower 48. So, Andrew, we're out of time, but uh, yeah. I'll see you out there at uh, the night about 5 o'clock. Yes, sir. And we'll giggle and laugh. Um, I'm ready for it. All right, kid. I'll, I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Me too, man. I okay. really appreciate your okay. time. All right, so kid. Much. Bye. Bye. What? About sold? It is sold out then, isn't it? Technically, pretty much four tickets left. Four tickets left. Boy, if 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 you got a chance, you better 
try to get one of those four. I mean, all those those prizes. Oh my oh, gosh! Oh, oh, Unbelievable the stuff they're giving away. That's pretty good odds. Wow! I mean, crazy. Yeah, pretty good odds. Oh Can't yeah. Figure that up. We are brought to you by King City Lumber, kingcitylumber.com. If you've not been to their website, you're the last human upright that hasn't. King City Lumber, if you're looking for an outbuilding built by master craftsmen, these are the guys you do business with, kingcitylumber.com. we got to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to have the national champion, Eddie Salter, turkey hunting. Turkey season right around the corner, boys. Not far. Not too Be far. Be here before you know it. It makes a nervous time. you got to go turkey hunting, pick mushrooms, and catch some crappie all in the same day. Ah, that's not and enough. And it can be done. It can be done. I've done it. You know, so what the heck. Uh, you're listening to the Midwest Outdoors. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. People don't realize Mark's actually beating on the drum in here. That's his <laughs> deal. What's this? Uh, the Kansas Open is when? The Open Season Sportsman's Expo. Uh, two weeks now from now, March 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Overland Park Convention Center. So put that on your calendars. They're going to have over 90 vendors out there. Wow. You know, uh, anywhere from, uh, you know, you can set up trips or just lots of show specials that are going to be there. I, I mentioned uh, Simmons Gun Repair is going to be out there. Dirty Duck Coffee is going to be out there with uh, with some specials and lots of seminar speakers. Joe Falco, our very own Joe Falco, is going uh-huh. to be out there. Uh, He'll be conducting a roundtable discussion out there, and that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Byron Ferguson, the trick Ooh, shot, shot uh, uh, archer. Unbelievable. Un- I, I mean, that's worth the, the cost of admission right there. Yeah. He is absolutely amazing, the things that he can do. Tickets are only $10. You can go online and buy those. Kids uh, 12 and under are free. But just go to uh, Open Season Sportsman's Expo online, and you can check out everything that you're going to see out there. Lots of speakers, lots of seminars, and lots of booths to go visit March 10th, 11th, and 12th. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there, too. We'll giggle. Yeah. Some of the stories will tell the people are true, too, well, so what the hey? Is that yeah. archery guy the one that shoots an aspirin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. An aspirin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, have you ever been around him much? No, but he, I've, I've watched him. I can't see an aspirin that far away. Yeah, I know, with, right. an, with a recurved. With a recurved bow. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that's not right. Kyle can do it. But oh, that's well, the only yeah. Guy but, I know uh, who can do it. But, yeah. uh, you know, <clears throat> he's different. You know, our producer is completely different. <laughs> special. He, he's special. <laughs> special Ed. He, he came in here this morning without his monitor yeah. on, too. But I got, he must be off. Or whatever. as they would I say, mean, down south will bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't be uh, mad at these down south boys. That's who we got on the air. We've got Eddie Salter, the past national turkey calling champion, twice, I might add. I don't know how many opens he's won, but a lot of them. Eddie, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I figured I'd wake y'all up out there this morning. That woke me up. <laughs> Eddie, I can't help right. it. We need to start off and, and uh, talk about the bad side of turkey hunting, but uh, there's a couple things that come to my mind. One is everybody I'm talking to, whether it be Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, uh, the the flock is down quite a little bit. Are you seeing that too and hearing the same reports? Uh, overall, yes, uh, it, it has been down. Uh, I think that we've actually uh, have gained a little bit back here in Alabama this year, but overall... And, and I don't know, you know, the reason for it. I don't know if it's because of we've had such a uh, wet springs and, uh, you know, and the hatch runs that hatches off. Uh, 
you know, they, you know, just didn't make it because it was so wet or what. You know, it's a lot of things, uh, you know, predators, uh, uh, you know, coons are, you know, big, big problem, you know, in, in the south here. And so it's a, probably a number of things, but, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, it, it, we will have a, a few years it'll be down and hopefully it'll start, you know, getting back up there. Yeah, you know, the, we had, uh, they had a predator hunt, or uh, the coons over here in Missouri in the middle state and they killed 990 coons basically in one night over here so that's it's a lot of the problem is too many coons running around eating the eggs so i that's where i direct my vision at anyway on the deal so what the hey uh you know another thing that i need to get out of the way and we talk about it every year in the spring we have turkey hunting incidents uh people get shot thinking it's another wild turkey uh what's your thoughts on that i tell you what it's actually a you know it's a shame because uh a guy that's hunting that ought to take just a little bit more time and uh, make sure he visually sees a gobbler and that he's got a beard on you know we know we ain't supposed to shoot hens or nothing like that so you know a guy that shoots somebody else definitely ain't you know he's gonna kill all kind of different type turkeys hens or or what it be and it's odd that you brought that up we had a, we had a little a young young boy to get killed last year sitting in his daddy's lap in Alabama. Oh, he was 12 my. years old. And he oh. was shot by a disabled vet, a veteran. And uh, so, right. I, you know, it was a big stink about that. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a, we're going to do a fundraiser tomorrow night that they raising a bunch of, you know, awareness to, uh, for other hunters and everything. But they got a, uh, they got a, you know, a, a fund set up and it's going to be about 350 people there. So, you know, uh, you know, it's sad, but, uh, you know, you just need to identify your target. Simple as it gets, isn't it? And, and if you're a turkey hunter, don't wear red, white, and blue while you're out there in the woods, you know. So it's just it's common sense. So I have to kick in on it. I did an interview one time, Eddie, with a guy who had shot and killed his barber. And he was about 18 years old, and he was married and had a wife and a kid. And he sat there and cried all the time telling about the incident of killing this guy. And there wasn't a dry eye, and there was probably 10 or 12 of us in that room when we did the interview, and everybody started crying. Mm. It was just so morbid on the thing. Take such a beautiful sport and uh, basically destroyed his whole life. And, of course, the person he killed destroyed their family life, and it was just it was just tragic as you can get. So you need to think about safety. I've had an incident where a guy pulled a gun on me and uh, thinking I was a wild turkey, and and uh, I've had some other things with, you know, it went in the woods, but it's just a bizarre time. It's the most beautiful time in the United States, I think, in early spring, but it can be rather dangerous on the deal. And the mushroom hunters, I had some mushroom hunters walk in on me, and the gal was wearing a red, white, and blue bandana, and I saw it move, and, and uh, it was on public ground. And, and uh, of course, got up and walked over to the lady, and I said, please don't wear that while you're out here mushroom hunting. He, Somebody might shoot you, and uh, she said, well, I never even thought of that. So common sense is what it's all about. For a beginner turkey hunter, uh, we'll have a lot of those this season, I hope. Uh, what do they do wrong? Well, you know, I think, uh, it, it, you know, they, they they don't practice enough, probably for being successful in, in being able to call turkeys. Uh, and uh, a lot of them... Uh, you know, really don't realize that maybe uh, they don't they don't hide themselves good enough, or 
you know, for a beginner, I would say you need to maybe use a blind or, or you know, some. Mm-hmm. You make sure that you uh, can get away with a little bit more movement that way. And uh, and 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 one thing too that uh, they need to learn to you know use more than one call. You know, get them a box call and get them a slate call and and learn to use a uh, you know because. And, and 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 have an open mind with it, and learn to call with both of them, and uh, you know, because you know, one day you get out there, and one turkey may not like that box call, and you pick up that slate call, uh, you know, a mouth call for a beginner this year, and I'll come back to the slate call, but that mouth call for a beginner, it's going to be pretty hard to get, you know, good enough to kill a turkey with. I mean, you can work with it, and, and it's going it's going to be something that. Uh, would be good for you because it keeps you from moving your hands or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but honestly, you can get away from a, a good box call and good slate call if you learn to run them good enough, uh, and you can't get a better you know turkey sound. Exactly. What uh, what is it about a box call? I you know I I think it's the octave level or something. Maybe it's a higher frequency. I I don't know what it is about it, but uh, that'll make them gobble sometimes when they haven't said anything all morning. What is it? The a higher octaves? Do you think? I think so. I think it just kind of cuts the sound cuts through the air a little bit better, and uh, it just uh, I think it you know like the old guy said, it just touches a nerve in old turkey's ear. <laughs> <laughs> he can't help it. He's got to gobble at it. Yeah. And, Those box calls are very versatile, too. You can make lots of different sounds with it. You can. You you can. I mean, well, I mean, they were killing turkeys with box call, you know, way back there. I mean, if you look at it back, you know, uh, 50 years ago, uh, because there wasn't very much. I mean, there was some mouth calls out 50 years ago, but they wasn't, uh, they wasn't very plentiful. And uh, so, you know, I think right there in Missouri, where, where y'all on the air right there, right out from, I can't remember what town, but they used to make, it was an old uh, old Gibson box call. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I heard, by the way, I heard the other day that somebody will give, I think, $3,000 or, or $5,000 for a, a Gibson box call that was still in the package. I, I wow. was blown away. Yeah. I mean, that's a... You know, yeah. so if anybody's listening that stumbles up on a Gibson box call, you got something. You just need to hang on to it. We're talking with uh, professional uh, and world championship turkey caller, Eddie Salter. Eddie, you are on a different level than most people are when it comes to, to turkey calling. Is it true that your mom bought a turkey for you so you could learn more about them? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, her, her dad, see, her dad was... Uh, around turkeys uh and and they had they had you know tame turkeys they lived off in the country and uh but he had he had told her many a time or she overheard him that he talking he was talking to his friends say look if it wasn't for them turkeys out in the yard out there you know i wouldn't know some of the sounds that that i you know and that they making you know i you know i applied them to the to the wild turkey and they worked you know so if it hadn't been for them turkeys you know i wouldn't be you know, be as, you know, being a, a good a hunter as I was because, you know, I learned to make the sounds that they were making and started being successful. So she knew right off the bat because I had a love for it that uh, if she'd get me some turkeys that, uh, you know, I could learn from them. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in Evergreen, Alabama this morning? They got stoplight running or what? 
Well, you know, I kind of live out. I live about six miles from Evergreen, but I went out this morning. To be honest with you, I've been gone all week. I've been uh, been traveling uh, with the turkey call stuff, and uh-huh. uh, I had. And then next week, I'm gonna be gone, and uh, I'm gonna blink an eye, and, and uh, youth season's gonna be coming in here in about three weeks. And uh, I, you know, I wanted to try to get a copy on some of where these turkeys are gobbling at, but it was kind of old foggy, old misty type morning early on, and. Heard a lot of crows, but didn't hear no turkeys gobble this morning. So, yeah. but but that's the way it goes. But hey, if you're a turkey hunter and uh, if you get an opportunity, I would advise start going out there. You know, a couple three weeks before season comes in. I didn't take a, I, you know, I didn't take a turkey call with me. I left them out, but mm-hmm. I did take an old owl call with me. Uh, and I got out and I all hooted a good bit this morning. So get you a crow call and owl call and get out there a couple weeks and. Uh, and find that old gobbler. He'll be gobbling. Yeah. You know, I used to do seminars all over uh, about turkey hunting, and uh, everybody always wanted to know if there was a secret call. Is There There isn't such a thing, is there? No, sir. I don't think I don't think you could say that because what might be secret for one one day may not work on the next time you're in the woods on a different, you know, different turkey. And so that's why you should keep open minds and don't, you know, don't be scared to try different things. Don't be scared to try different calls. And it's kind of like I tell everybody, if you're going fishing, don't just take one lure to go fishing. You're going to take a tackle box or, or, you know, or if a carpenter goes build a house, he's just going to take a hammer. You know, you got to have a lot of tools if you're going to be successful turkey hunting. Mm-hmm, exactly. Do you work a, an old gobbler different than a young gobbler? I, mean, I think you could probably, you've been around enough, you can tell an old gobbler versus an old a young gobbler in the woods. Do you work them different? Do you work every bird different? You sure do. Uh, and, and I kind of left that, uh, you know, I kind of, basically what I feel that old turkey out. That's what I, you know, you kind of check his temperature. You know, a lot of times he's out there on the roost, you know, and then if you call to him a little bit, and he don't say a word, you know, and then maybe, a, you know, 30 seconds later, he gobbles at you, you know. And right off the bat, uh, that turkey right there is telling me that he's already had been fooled with and, you know, he exactly. already can read these turkeys. And, uh, but if you call and one cuts you off, you know, he's telling you right off the bat, he, he's very, he's very, He's lovesick. He's wanting to see that. See that old girl. <laughs> I, uh, I tell everybody that turkey, you know, I'm reading that turkey. If he cuts me off, uh, he's telling me he's very killable or he wants to ride my truck. He wants to go home with me. <laughs> <laughs> my producer, but, every, know, every time you gobble, he fans up in the back behind the glass here. So he's kind of a strange kid, but, but we love him. I, you know, what the heck? But I'm going to get back and finish that answer. If I call to him and he waits and he hesitates before he gobbles, that's the one I'm not going to call a bunch to. I'm going to call, you know, very, very little to it. And because uh, the more you call, the aggressive you call, he may just sit up there and gobble and wait on that hen to come see him. And he's, you know, he's going he's gonna to been there. He's going to done that. He's going to wait on them girls to come see him. But. But you get on one that just fired up and he cuts you off, I think you can call a, you know, be a little bit more aggressive to it. Can you, in your wisdom, you're the best, uh, can you call that old gobbler away from a flock of hens? Well, yes, you can. But uh, it's just, 
if, if you do that, you got to strike a nerve that he uh, that you got to be telling him something that, that he's used to hearing, or or he thinks that's old mama calling him over there or what. But 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 ninety percent of the time he's gonna stay with them hens. Uh-huh. And I, that's a good question you brought up. Brought, makes this thought come to my head. In a, you know, in early season, uh, the turkeys are, are they really aggressive. They call in a lot more, and that old gobbler's gobbling. And what happens? I tell uh, other hunters out there when I'm doing seminars, a lot of times if you sit back as a rule of thumb, I'm gonna say 150, 200 yards away from that turkey and call to him, and and sometimes he'll fly down and he might ease your way about you know 50 yards or so, but. He knows he's got hens in the back of, the, you know, in trees behind him, and so he's going to turn around and go back to his hens. So, as setting up on turkeys, if you'll get a, if you'll get a little bit more bravery, I'm going to say bravery, and if you get more brave and, and get on in there a little bit closer to him, a lot of times if he flies down, he might wander off out there a little bit uh-huh. before he goes back, and he's close enough for you to be able to get a shot at. Yeah. So, a lot of times you go for broke in early season and try to get, you know. Of course, they setting up in a tree a lot of times, you know, 100 feet up in the air or so, and they, you know, can see you coming. Some of the more big, pretty hardwoods in Missouri that hadn't got the leaves on the tree yet, they can see you coming out there, and then you, you the whole deal's up then. Yeah, exactly. Sit down, start calling. Sooner or later, I think here we come back. It might be an hour from now. Might be two hours from now, but if you got the patience of Job and you can sit down against that tree, and you know what I do, I just take a candy bar and some stuff, and when I feel he's gone away, I relax, giggle a little bit to myself, and and pretty soon start calling again. How can they get your calls, Eddie? Oh, they can go online and go to EddieTheTurkeyMan dot uh, uh, com, and uh, man, I got a I got a website. They you know they can go on there and and. We can pick them up with EddieTheTurkeyMan.com. Uh, the Black Shadow. You gave me one two years ago. It's the best important thing I've ever put in my mouth. Uh, wonderful turkey call. Uh, unbelievable. Is that a hot selling call? Without a doubt. It, it's it's it hot. Uh, the Red Shadow. I got one called Red Shadow and I got one called Black Shadow. And uh, the Red Shadow is the brother to the Black Shadow. And right now it's just. I was in the NWTF last week and uh, sold out. Uh, wow! Up there, going to take enough of them up there, and hey, uh, they just different. They got a different cut. They got a different sound, and uh, you know, uh, hey, you need to shoot me your address when we get off of here. You got my number. Shoot me your address, and I'll get you some because I'm not going to be out there at your show this year. I'm on. I'm going to take a year off. I don't want to, you know, wear everybody out with Eddie Salter. But hopefully, I can get back out there next year. And that is a great show if y'all listening. You need to go check it out. It's a, it's a good show to go to out there. Uh, yeah. Open. You know, you did the seminar, and I stood at the back back there, and I've gone to 1,641 seminars in my career, it seems like, and that was the best turkey hunting seminar I've ever heard in my life. You did, well, a, great, you. You did a great job. I mean, and you took it all the way from the very beginning this old salty guys that have been out there for years and years and years and i thought wow i learned things from you that was unbelievable in fact by your cadence and what you did i think was the reason i was so successful last spring i was so lucky to there wasn't very many birds around and <clears throat> and i just stayed in there and, and i said boy if i could just call a little bit like eddie 
Man, I tell you what, <laughs> and and I got him. You know, I mean, it was one of those turkey hunts, Eddie, where you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear the, you know, the spitting drum, and oh, yeah. the, the hair oh, yeah. stand up on the back of your neck because you can never figure out exactly where that sound's coming from, and all of a sudden he just materialized in front of me like it was magic, and I'll never forget that bird. That was good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, that's awesome. I, I, that's stories I like to hear right there, and. Uh, you know, turkey hunting's been so good to me over the years. That, man, if I can introduce somebody in, uh, get them into the sport right there, because, you know, we, we might one morning, and, uh, you know, we need every, every soul we can get out there, uh, you know, to start hunting and, you know, and really take it on because we may wake up and they get taken away from us right there. Or, or yeah. if I could help somebody, uh, not not necessarily a new hunter, if I can help an old hunter in uh get to some of the enjoyment I've got out of it. To me, uh, uh, that's what it's all about. You know, I, I've been, I was fortunate enough to be around Leroy Brumgard. He'd won the Nationals and tremendous human and, uh, and you. Uh, I, I, and I'll hear people talk turkeys, but I never hear them talk about octave levels, passion in the call. There's a lot to that, isn't there? Oh, no doubt about it. I, I, I know, you know, I you know, I think that's probably got more to do with a lot of, you know, you, you can, I think you create success and I think that's got a lot to do with it. And, uh, so, but, uh, you know, it's been good to us. And old Leroy, right. You talking about, I had an opportunity to meet him. You know, he was, was a fine gentleman. Oh yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But, and, uh, Dick Kirby got to hang out with him a little bit and you, I mean, my goodness, I learn something every time I get around you older gentlemen, as I say. <laughs> Leroy put out the first trainer on LP. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he sure did. What a great guy. He came up to did our, our yeah. Turkey Federation up at uh, Richmond, Missouri. But Eddie Salter is the best. He's the king. Nice guy. Oh, yeah. Eddie, don't, Eddie don't tell is him. too. Don't tell him. Though. Eddie is a great guy. You know, what the hey. Are you swelled up any, Eddie? I'm telling you, I've got my old head. I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back in my house. I'm sitting out here, out here enjoying this beautiful. Actually, it's, it's clearing up and being a beautiful morning now. Turkey's probably go to gobbling good now. And, yeah. But hey, I'm going to get out and plant me some ice potatoes this morning. I like. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do a little garden this morning. Wow. And me some, ice potatoes. Uh, huh? I enjoy. Yeah, have you ever food with any of them? No. Huh. Never heard of them. What do uh, you mean? Spring well, is on its, it's way. It's, it's, it's actually, we, we call them, I don't know why we call them ice potatoes, just <laughs> regular potatoes. <laughs> well, Eddie, thank you. I picked up. Go, go ahead. Thank you for being a guest here on our show. We've got less than a minute left, and uh, you're a wonderful human. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the calls that I 110% endorse. They're great products, and Eddie Salter is one of the finest humans I've ever known in my life. So uh, participate with his calls. You'll be tickled to death with them. Uh, so thank you, Eddie. Hey, thank you, and shoot me your address. And everybody listen, shoot right. a big one. All right, kid. All right, will do. Good man right there. Isn't that a good man? Mm-hmm. He's got such enthusiasm. I know, when we were right? around him, it was like oh. he was a brand-new turkey hunter, 18 yeah. years old. I know. And it just rubs off His enthusiasm him. is contagious. His, he web, his website's posted on our site. And then okay. the Black Shadow Call, I stopped on the way home on I-29. That's how good a sound you it was. You need that red shadow now. Woo! I just couldn't believe it. I, I took a moment by myself huh. on a deal. I did some other things, too, but <laughs> I can't tell you about that.
Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Hey, I'll see everybody tonight out to Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. we got to go for this week. The next time I see you, I hope we see you in a great outdoor. Have a great week. So long, everybody.